This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up, everybody? Week 13 is here. We got two more weeks. Two more weeks until the fantasy playoffs. Zach, I'm stressed. Yeah, I'm stressed. I am too. Big time. I, I, I took the L last week in our league. I did too. Yep. But we're both still in the playoffs so far. You're, you're the five spot. I'm the sixth spot, right? Is that is that what's going on yeah. right now? And and uh, we're both six and six in this league. And uh, <laughs> we have like five teams. There's six teams in this league who are all six and six. Yeah. <laughs> so, so and it's just teams, like, yo, like, how, what are we going to do? <laughs> the teams in the three through eight spot are six and six. And then from nine to 11, three other teams are five and seven. This so. is going to be a ridiculous finish, and like we were talking about before we started the stream, this is way too much stress. Yeah. Like we don't need the stress in our lives right now. This is <laughs> with the way the NFL season is going too. There's, oh, there's so much stress right now, and <laughs> I, I can't believe it. We still have bye weeks coming up. You know, there are still a couple bye weeks yet left yet Dude, to be had. I have a couple players. I have like Jonathan Taylor. I have a couple players on bye uh, in week fourteen. And I'm stressing oh, out. <laughs> I got a. I think I have a big one in week 14. Yeah, his name is Justin Fields. Oh no! <laughs> Please don't miss this next week and then go on to the bye. I need him to make this run. But oh, uh, you know, it happens. It happens. Connor in the comments said, "Every time I started listening, every since I started listening to you guys, I'm three now." Connor, what mm. a what a coincidence! Yeah. <laughs> what a is coincidence. it a coincidence? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we're, we're six and six. I guess coaches don't play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, appreciate you with the comment, Connor. Um, hope everyone's doing well on this Tuesday. Uh, we're going to go over our waiver wires this week, uh, you know, for go for week 13. Uh, not a, a, you know, really top-heavy uh, waiver wire pickup, but there are a couple names that, you know, I think are must-pickups, uh, yeah. and that's Traylon Burks and Zonovan Knight. But those are the main two guys I think that are, you know, you got to you kind of have to pick them up right now. And, yeah. you know, we haven't heard much about Najee's injury just yet. Uh, but let's talk about the, this real quick from last night's game. Najee Harris, he left the game with an abdominal injury. Um, he it, it seemed like he got hurt earlier in the game, kind of tried to play through it, kept on coming out of the game. Um, you know, he wasn't in for like every play. Um, Benny Snell ended up coming in for him, uh, you know, ended up you know running relatively well, scored a touchdown. Jalen uh, Warren, you know, can be back soon from that hamstring injury. He didn't play last night. Apparently, it's not a serious hamstring injury, according to Mike Tomlin. But, yeah. you know, Warren didn't practice at all last week. He could be another, you know, he could be out this week. 
as well, potentially. So it, it's a little tricky, you know, trying to determine right now, you know, who's going to be their starter in week 13. Uh, we don't even know how long Najee Harris would miss or if, even if he does miss time. So yeah, if, if Jalen Warren was healthy, you know, he'd be the back we want, obviously. But since he's not, we might have to start Snell next week, you know, if you need a running back, you need a flex play, something like that. Um, you know, if you need the running back start and you need to pick one, like you need like a running back to play, like I'll probably go Snell, you know, yeah. given that it's a hamstring injury for Warren, he probably won't be 100% this week anyway. Snell's not going to be ranked in like my top 24 or anything like that. Like he might not no. even be in my top 30. Um, It's possible that it's just a true committee. I don't even think there are much. Are there any teams on by this week? Um, there are a couple. I know the Cardinals are on by. Um, that's right. That's right. I'm not sure. Um, There's probably another team. I'm looking at it right know, now. So it, it, it's just two teams: Cardinals and Panthers. That's yeah. it. And the Panthers have nobody. I mean, I guess DJ Moore. Yeah. For you. Yeah, DJ and we, Moore. And yeah, oh that's the only one they really want to think about for the Panthers. But you know, Cardinals are a big one. Um, but other yeah. than that, you Cardinals know, are a big one. But yeah, uh, if this is a, a long-term injury for Najee, though, right? Like, uh, you know, you can afford if you can afford to wait. I'd pick up Warren if he's available. Like, I'd rather pick him up because when he's back, you know, he's going to be the guy. Um, yeah. And he'll likely be a three-down back, you know, in Najee's absence. N- next week with, you know, if Najee and Warren miss, like, I'd assume that it's a one-two punch between Snell and McFarland, mm-hmm. um, you know, with Snell being the 1A in that backfield. But it could get a little messy, and it's not even a good offense. Yeah, it's not a good offense, and that's the thing. They looked, I think, a lot better than they're going to be yesterday. You know, I, I thought they looked all right. Benny Snell, 12 carries for 62 yards and touchdown. That's not bad. And you got a catch. Yeah. That's fine. Um, the other thing that I was kind of looking at is Najee Harris, these past three games, he hasn't looked like the Najee Harris that we've seen all season. He looked good. So it's really unfortunate the timing of this injury because he actually looked like he was, you know, a lot better these past few weeks. I'm hoping he's not out too long. Um, like we said, we don't know what this injury is going to look like. So hopefully it's nothing. And that, you know, maybe he'll miss a little practice time, but he doesn't miss game time. Um, especially for his push to the playoffs. But he was looking good before he went out um, as, as far as f- fantasy you know, perspective goes because he had his average point total the first, first like 10 weeks of 10 points in a limited time. So hopefully Najee Harris doesn't miss um, any time. If he comes back, you know, I think we might want to start moving him up in the rankings a little bit because it seems like he's doing a little bit better. But um, I think Benny Snell is a guy you can pick up if Jalen Warren isn't back. I'm not expecting Warren to be back 100% in any shape or form you know this week even if he does play so i think benny's now if you need to you can you can play him but i i'm not going to be starting him as like an rb rb2 even i think as a flex you know would be the best yeah. spot for him to be played if you need to agreed jelani woods rookie tight end uh ended up catching uh eight of nine targets for 98 yards last night you know super intriguing obviously if you're looking for a tight end in the waiver wire you're like have i found my savior uh yeah. but you know colin granson you know, he missed this game with an illness and, you know, th- there's been a three-way rotation among this tight end group, you know, all season long. He'll probably be back next week, given that it's it's an illness that he missed with. Um, so this is probably going to revert back to a three-way share among these tight ends. Um, <laughs> Woods ended up taking all the targets away from Paris Campbell, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I, I wouldn't be taking much. Out of, too much out of Woods' performance, other than we know that he can get it done in the future if he's given opportunity. But you know, oh, and that dude looks like a giant out there, dude. Like, yeah, he like, is monstrous. <laughs> what is he? I think he's six seven. I'm, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, he's yeah. a really yeah, he's huge. Can I pull it up? Yeah, he's six seven. So <laughs> he is a big target out there. And we talked about him a little bit 
you know, I this I remember we had a very short conversation about him coming in the season about him possibly carving out a role. And I'm not saying he's going to have this type of role moving forward because, like you said, Colin Granson was out. Um, and Paris Campbell had three targets, which I don't know how you explain that. Um, no. You know, they, they apparently get that he was fixed. getting open too. Yeah, they got to get that fixed. But um, uh, you know, you need to pick up a tight end, like you said. <laughs> maybe, maybe, just maybe, he can have some relevance. Because seventeen point eight, what did that place him for the week? What was his finish? He was a tight end too. <laughs> like, yeah, the ceiling, the, the the bar for being a tight end one nowadays is so low. Um, you know, you might be able to get away with picking him up and starting him next week. The only thing is, they have maybe. a tough matchup against Dallas. Um, yeah, so we'll I, I don't goes. even have him. I don't even have him in my top twenty. I, I wouldn't either. But you yeah. know, if you if you want to take a dart throw, that's the way. Anything outside the top five or six, you know, it's just you know any given week. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not a pickup for me this week. But oh, I'm yeah. not saying pick him up. But if you Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> he got the role that we wanted back last week. Um, yeah. that he had like two weeks ago. And Deion Jackson, he ran a couple of routes, but he only ran three, and mm-hmm. Taylor ran thirty two. So. Taylor, hopefully this this role continues. And that's what we, you know, last week Deion Jackson came in and played a lot of two minute snaps, but hopefully they realize that Taylor is the guy there. So, you know, Jackson didn't even get a touch in this game. That's what you want. So, yeah. Taylor, you know, just wanted to kind of tell you where the uh, roller coaster is with Jonathan Taylor's usage. Um, the, the good thing is that it's a roller coaster that stays near the top. It's not like yeah. there's no value. There's no dip. There's yeah. I mean, we hit, I think we hit the low point this season already. That was a couple of weeks ago um, when he was in and out of the lineup with injuries. O- outside of that, you know, the usage since Jeff Saturday has become the head coach, you know, it's very promising. Even though, like last week, we said it was confusing why Deion Jackson was on the field in a game against, it was a game against the Eagles, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. In that game where there was no reason to have Deion Jackson in the lineup in a game that you need to win, you don't have Jonathan Taylor out there, it made no sense. We had a discussion about that. You can listen to that podcast if you want to. But this week, it's right back to where we want it to be you know he had 24 opportunities um some of it came in the receiving game i think he's a good play next week too because dallas has been bad against the run so you know the heat this the meter is pointing up with jonathan taylor 100 he's been averaging 100 more than 100 uh rushing yards over the past three weeks um and he has hit 20 carries each of the last three weeks as well so ceiling is pointing upwards for jonathan taylor yeah elijah mitchell He's going to be out for another six to eight weeks. So he's out for the fantasy season. Um, yo, how does this dude get an MCL injury on one knee? He's out for six to eight weeks, comes back for a couple of games, and then gets an MCL injury on the other knee. And he he's has out for just six had weeks. horrific luck in his dude. career so far. Short career. Horrific luck with his injuries. Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's terrible. It's he's terrible. Such a, it he's, he's a good running back. You know, like, he's really good. He's a he's good really runner. Good. If you want to talk about running, just pure runners, you know, you could put him in top. 15 maybe top 10 i don't know and he, that's he fits his scheme perfectly too yeah yeah exactly so it sucks to see that but you know with this injury i think give christian mccaffrey two weeks and he's going to be back to the rb1 overall in fantasy because i, I, I don't so. think i don't think um what, what's his name jordan mason is going to yeah. be taking significant touches from him christian mccaffrey yeah. we saw what he can do in this offense that's that's the point right there right it's like there was a reason why they were taking Christian McCaffrey off the field, and it's because Elijah Mitchell is a, a good running back. And now Jordan Mason, you know, while he has some promise, does he have that same appeal to Kyle Shanahan to take Christian McCaffrey off the field for? And no. I'm not sure the answer to that is, you know, that he's going to have the same type of impact that Elijah Mitchell had on Christian McCaffrey's workload. Now, the knee 
and Christian McCaffrey's knee rotation can play into this, right? Yeah. And that is the variable here that matters most, in my opinion. Um, not that Kyle Shanahan just wanted to take Christian McCaffrey off the field for any running back. I, I don't think that's the case. I think he only did that because Mitchell's really good. Um, so now moving forward, you know, it, it seems like the 49ers are going to be able to manage McCaffrey's knee rotation. That's what they said, uh, yeah. which I think means that he won't practice a whole lot this week. But in the games, I think he'll be used more than he's been used with Mitchell healthy. Even this week, I think he could get close to 20 touches. I think it could happen, uh, you know, when you combine the rushing and the receiving work. Um, so yeah. I think McCaffrey gets a bump moving forward. Um, I think he'll get a big bump. Maybe if that knee irritation ends up going down, who knows if it will this season. Um, I think he'll split a little bit with Jordan Mason, but it's Jordan Mason, right? Like he's not yeah. Elijah Mitchell. So, you know, if it's not that bad, if the knee irritation isn't that bad for CMC, you know, he'll likely get more work moving forward. That's that's kind of what I'm seeing here. I, I think that we could temper expectations this week. I mean, it's a good matchup against Miami, but I, I would temper expectations this week because, you know, if he does get any type of rotation, Jordan Mason gets more touches than, you know, he should because they're trying to manage that injury. I could see that happening. Um, but like I said, in two weeks from now, as long as there's no setbacks with this injury, I think he's going to be back to the RB1 following that week. That's, I think that's all the news that we had for the most part. Um, oh, also, Darnell Mooney uh, is out for the season, which is uh, – that's terrible. That no. sucks. Sucks for him. Sucks for Justin Fields too. You know, we talked about this yesterday, but it's official. He is going to be out for the year, unfortunately. He's getting, he's getting surgery. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's get into the waiver wire rankings. Week 13. If you have Traylon Burks in your waiver wire, you know, and his availability is kind of all over the place, depending on what platform you're on. Uh, he's readily available on Yahoo and ESPN, but not as available on Sleeper. Um, so I have him here at number one in case he is available in your league. You know, the targets were kind of split 
you know, distributed a little bit for the Titans this week. Um, but Burke's talent, you know, is evident. Like whenever he's getting thrown the ball, uh, he caught only four balls this week, but they went for 70 yards. Um, he ended up falling on a Derrick Henry would be touchdown. Yeah. So I would like disregard that as like a reason to like him more. Yeah. But, you know, the last three games, you know, Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball a little bit more 36, 36 attempts, 27 attempts, 34 attempts, you know. So next week against Philly, I can see him throwing some as well. So, I think Burks, you know, moving forward, you know, is going to be a, a wide receiver three play um, and has a lot of upside. He's an upside wide receiver three for me going forward. So if something like that is on the waiver wire, I do want to pick him up. Absolutely. That was his first touchdown of his career, technically. You know, he fell on it. I remember watching that play. I couldn't believe it. But, you know, that was that the him. first? I, did he not score the? Oh, yeah, he didn't score no. the week before. Yeah, he, he had right. no touchdowns. So that, <laughs> that I thought was funny seeing that. His first touchdown, he falls on it from Derrick Henry. But. You know, I digress. This Titans offense looks much better, you know, now, now that Ryan Tannehill is doing a healthy amount of passing. It's not high-volume passing. It's never going to be high-volume passing with this offense. But with Traylon Burks, he is far and away the best talent in the wide receiver room for the Titans. I mean, Robert Woods is there, but he's always just been, you know, a compliment. He's solid veteran, you know, quarterback friendly. But Traylon Burks looks really good, um, even though he only got six targets, four catches. He took the one. It was, the one was a bomb. I think it was like a, another 50-yard bomb. You know that he caught. So he's definitely a deep play threat. We haven't seen much of his ability after the catch, but we know he has it Um, in matchups the the next few weeks, you know, against Philly, that's going to be a good game. Could potentially be a shootout because, you know, that Eagles defense looked pretty bad against the Packers. And then they played the Jaguars the week after that. And then the Chargers the following week, you know, it's a good schedule lining up for Traylon Burks moving forward. He should not be on your waiver wire, but if he is, you know, go get him. Like you said, he's an upside wide receiver three. And I think that upside is very high. I think it's solid wide receiver two upside that you're looking at sitting on the waiver wire two weeks before playoffs. You can't let that sit there. hundred percent. And I'm surprised too. I'm surprised he's available on sleeper. He's available in like 30% of leagues, 32%. And that makes sense. But yeah, which is great. No, that that's good considering, but then on ESPN and Yahoo, he's available in less than 50%, uh, which isn't, isn't good. Usually, you know, ESPN's numbers are a little lower, uh, but I was surprised to see a number on Yahoo. So he should be picked up for sure. Um, now if I needed a running back, you know, I, I try to pick up Zonovan Knight, you know, have him here at number two. He's a must pick up this week for me. Um, you know, I'm not blowing my fab on him. I am blowing my fab on Traylon Burks. Like I'll put up to 50% of my fab on Traylon Burks and then Zonovan Knight, you know, maybe 20 to 30%. I would say 30% is a solid number. If if you really, really need a running back this week, you know, do your thing, do what you gotta do to make the playoffs. You know, if you gotta blow your fab. You know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's definitely a risky move. But, you know, the word for Michael Carter it, it, on his injuries that it's not a serious ankle injury. It's a low ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain. That's good news for him. Uh, I, I'd assume he's still missed like one week at least. Um, so, you know, James Robinson was a healthy scratch this past week. And, you know, he can be involved this week. And I would assume he'll be active uh, if Michael Carter is out. But, you know, Knight was the one who was not a healthy scratch. He was in the rotation with Carter to start the game. Uh, Knight was only a few snaps behind Carter before he got hurt. Um, and as I spoke about yesterday, Zonovan Knight is a forced missed tackle machine. Like he was one yeah. of the best in college football in that regard last season. And in the power five at that, he was he was there with Bijan Robinson and Damian Pierce in forced missed tackles last year. Uh, right. And just in this game on Sunday, he had nine forced missed tackles on 17 touches. <laughs> so, you know, he was one of my dynasty sleepers this offseason. And, you know, I was definitely disappointed in his draft capital. Well, 
you know, didn't really have any draft capital because he was undrafted. Uh, <laughs> but this is like all to say that, you know, Michael, if Michael Carter misses a game or two, I think Bam Knight can be a solid start for you this week. Now, Minnesota's rushing defense is tough this week, but it's possible that he gets some work in the pass game to alleviate that. He'll get some volume, I would say. And yeah. um, I think he's he's pretty capable in the pass game as well, like we talked about yesterday. So if you need a running back, he would probably be the guy that I pick up and play this week with Michael Carter likely out. Yeah, Zonovan Knight, you know, we've seen with Mike White, he had three targets, and it's not like humongous numbers, you know, for a running back, but, you know, that's enough to keep him fantasy relevant, especially if he's going 14 for 69 on the ground. That's a nice mix of opportunity. You know, it's right in the middle, but we've seen what Zonovan Knight can do when a guy that can force tackles like Zonovan Knight does gets 17 opportunities in a game. You know, he's going to do something with that. And he yeah. looked really good. So I think we can kind of, you know, put him into – he's definitely startable. I don't want to call his upside very high. Like you said, it's a tough matchup against Minnesota. But Minnesota lets up a lot of points. He could easily get in for a touchdown. And Mike White, yeah, like I said, exactly. he likes to throw it to running backs. Um, you know, even though it only translated into three targets for Simon Knight, he did catch all three. Um, this is definitely a type of move. It's going to be short-term, assuming Michael Carter's injury doesn't get worse or anything. He doesn't suffer any setbacks. I think James Robinson's going to play next week. But – Definitely, I think when you get, look at the eye test, I mean, James Robinson, he was good to begin the season on the Jaguars, but he hasn't really been phased in too much with the Jets, which is weird considering they traded for him. But that's besides the fact, Zonovan Knight looked really good. And there's no reason that shouldn't be, you know, he sh they shouldn't be making the field at least, you know, and getting a good, a good amount of touches on his offense. Yeah, 25% uh, of Mike White's targets went to running backs uh, this past week. So, you know, if it's condensed to two running backs this week instead of three, you know, we could see a good amount of targets this week, especially if Minnesota, you know, if it just, this ends up being a game where the Jets have to throw the ball, you know, you never know. I'm excited for this game for the Jets, man. This is a big yeah. one, right? Like, Minnesota has a, a really, really good offense. This is, this is going to test the Jets' defense for sure. You know, Justin Jefferson, right, on the outside against DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. That's going to be fun to watch. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what the Jets can do against, I think, a legit Vikings team. Um, yeah. This is going to be, a, you know, kind of like a statement type of game if the Jets can uh, pull off the win. Yeah, look, look, I'm, as a Cowboys fan, I hope you guys mop the floor again uh, against <laughs> them. You know what I'm saying? You have the tools. <laughs> Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson, that's going to be like popcorn. I know pro football focus, you know, ever see the post? Love it. They're definitely going to be throwing that out there as yeah, a matchup yeah. to watch this, Sauce, this week. Sauce probably won't be shadowing him, but like – you know, they have two good corners, you know, DJ Reed and Sauce, you know, on the outside and wherever Justin Jefferson lines up, as long as it's on the outside, you know, I would assume, you know, if I was, if I were them, I would, I would scheme him up out of the slot a little bit more, a little bit extra this yeah. week against the Jets for sure. It's, it's going to be a good matchup because now yeah. that Mike White is playing, you know, you don't need fantastic quarterback play with this defense that the Jets have. And right. they, that's what they're going to get from Mike White. You know, he was good. And I, he looked really good against the Bears, but that was against the Bears. We'll see how he plays. But I think Mike White is definitely a uh, higher offensive ceiling right now than Zach Wilson. He's 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 intriguing. And I have him, uh, you know, on these rankings at number nine as a, as a quarterback pickup. So if you're looking for a streaming quarterback this week against the Vikings, you know, Swiss cheese pass defense. Yeah. Like, I think he's a solid stream. Like, I'd pick him up and start him. Um, and then, you know, you never know, like maybe he ends up being a, a decent quarterback and you, and he has a couple good matchups, you know, coming up and we'll, we'll talk about that, uh, just here in a second. But first Donovan Peoples Jones, I have him at number three here. He should be rostered at this point. You know, he's been getting it done. You know, he's probably just not rostered in, in like shallow leagues, like mm -hmm. eight to 10 team leagues. Like he might not be sh rostered in, but if you're playing in a normal 12 team league, he should be rostered. And, 
you know, this past week was the first week since week three where he didn't have a solid game, right? You yeah. have Deshaun Watson coming back this week. You know, it's in the realm of possibilities that people's Jones ceiling increases with Watson under center. And even in 10 team leagues, because of that potential ceiling increase, he's worth a pickup. So, you know, at the very least, he just continues what he's been doing. You know, and you have yourself a low end wide receiver three every week. But, you know, he's worth picking up in case Deshaun Watson can, can elevate him a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's very possible. We'll see how Deshaun Watson looks. It There's a chance, yeah. you know, you have to knock some rust off. But if you're going to knock the rust off against anybody, you want it to be against the Texans, and that's who they have this week. So I think yeah. Alvin Peoples-Jones, he has a good chance to, you know, get right back on the horse and be a solid fantasy wide receiver for you moving forward. This was the first time that we saw that, like, 10-point floor broken, like you said, in a lot of weeks. So I'm not worried about Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's been getting it done regardless of whether Amari Cooper has a good game or not. It was actually a quiet day much quieter than I thought it was going to be for the Browns receivers, you know, but it, it yeah. was fine. It, it was all right. One week we'll give him, we'll give him a little leeway here. Um, I guess the two weeks before, you know, he actually was a little bit higher than what he had been putting up. Um, he had 14, 17 points where before the past, the five weeks before that he was between, I think 10 and 12 points right. exclusively. So he gives and he takes away, but I think he can get back to being a solid wide receiver. I'm not worried about him at all. He's been a mainstay on these waiver wire pickups you know, for a long time now. So if he isn't, there's no reason not to pick him up. I am. I'm kind of hoping that he just like, uh, you know, he doesn't get rostered in more than 50% of the league. So we can just have him on the waiver wire show, like for the rest of the season. <laughs> like, at this point, spot. Yeah. at this point, he's been on every week. Like, let's just keep him on. I, I want him to be a, a resident of this, of this waiver wire show. Yeah. I'll, I'll, um, like, for the graphic, I'll put a little house for him. You know, we'll, we'll get him a nice <laughs> little property there. <laughs> he can just stay on the waiver wire graphic. Um, we talked about Jalen Warren earlier at the top of the podcast. Um, I have him at number four. You know, he might not be back this week, but we'll monitor his practice reports. We'll also hopefully get more details about Najee Harris's injury. So if this is a long-term injury for Najee, you want to pick up Jalen Warren first yeah. before any of these other Steelers running backs. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. And we talked about Jalen Warren's been on the waiver wire post a lot, you know, recently too. And we talked about this, if anything would happen to Najee, that he would be a good, what's it called, fancy running back, just to yeah. plug and play for you if that would happen. And um, it's too bad he's also still, you know, dealing with that injury. But when he comes back, if Najee misses time, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be a nice starter. No question. Yeah, apparently his hamstring injury, Warren's hamstring injury, isn't that bad. So yeah. hopefully, according to Mike Tomlin, so hopefully he'll be back soon, maybe this week. Maybe. They're they're always tough, to, you know. Gauge we saw that with Keenan Allen's hamstring injury, yeah, of and course. with These any hamstring, hamstring injury. Once you get a hamstring injury, they tend to keep flaring up, you know, mm -hmm. throughout a career. It's weird. Um, we've seen that a lot with the, with a bunch of players, but hopefully it's just a you know one and done thing at least for this season. We don't want to see him get injured, obviously, in seasons after this. But hopefully, he can come back from this and not you know aggravate it. Matt Collins, I got him at number five. This might be a little bit high. But this is, it's only because, like, if you need a wide receiver, you know, he's been getting it done without Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro in the lineup. Uh, he went over 10 PPR fantasy points in four of his last six games since their bye week. So he's a flex play if you need one, right? Not a must yeah. pick up or anything like that. But, you know, if you need a wide receiver to plug in, wide receiver three to plug in, you need a flex play to plug in, I think you can pick him up, start him. And, it, yeah. and honestly, it doesn't even matter what the matchup is. <laughs> just no. like, he, he, he puts up points at, in, at random times. Derek Carr ends up doing things random times. Like, he, Holland's had a good game against Denver. Okay, so like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't overthink it with Matt Collins. <laughs> just throw him in there if you need a, if you need a start. Yeah, Holland's had a 
he had a good game against Denver, and two weeks before that at Jacksonville, he had three points. So, you know, right. there there's you no guessing, there's no telling when he's going to, you know, have a good game and when he's not going to have a good game. But it looks like the floor is enough, and maybe the ceiling as a, at a flex spot is enough. You know, 16 points um, this past week against Seattle. Um, even with Josh Jacobs having 48 himself, you know, 303 yards from scrimmage, he still got it done for you. Uh, he caught the pass touchdown, so that really buoyed his production. But that's the way it's been all season. He's been like an on-and-off contributor in the Raiders' offense. And when he does show up and, you know, he gets enough targets, you know, five or six targets, he, he gets the job done for you. So uh, there's no reason not to have him rostered, you know, just in case, especially if you're thin at receiver. Um, he, he can fill in. You know, we got a couple more bye weeks coming up. Um, I, I'm not saying he's going to match, like, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown are out this week on bye. He's not going to match their production, but he can fill in nicely for you um, and at least give you a shot because the floor is enough that you're not going to lose because of Matt Collins. Hopefully not. But we've seen he, he's on and off. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you don't need a wide receiver start this week and you're willing to, like, you know, keep some guys stash, I'd rather stash Sky Moore, who I have at number six. I'd rather staff Elijah, stash Elijah Moore, who I have at number seven. Um, they're both upside ads to me. Um, I'd rather have, yeah. you know, Sky Moore. I have above Elijah Moore, but you have to be patient with these guys. Um, Juju will see more snaps this week after being limited last week. That's partly why Moore was able to get in the field more. Um, also, obviously, you know, Kadarius Tony's injury as well because of that. But he has been targeted at a very, very high rate per route run this year. Just last week, he was targeted on 40% of his routes. Um, and he's going to be a good receiver. It's just a matter of when he gets a bigger role. He only had 15 routes this past week, even with Juju limited. So it's just a matter of when he gets a bigger role. Like, I want him stash in case Kadarius Tony doesn't pan out. Uh, and by the way, uh, Tony is considered day-to-day right now with that hamstring injury, according to Andy Reid. And Elijah yeah. Moore also isn't a full-time player just yet. And with But with Mike White back under center, we could see Moore start to get more playing time. Um, and he was third in reps. The Moors. The Moors. I just realized yeah, this right now. A bunch the of Moors. Moors getting more Moors. playing time. <laughs> I just put the two and two together right now. This is yeah. uh, uh, whatever. Um but he was third in routes behind Gary Wilson and Corey Davis. And the hope is that, you know, he starts to become more of a mainstay in their three wide receiver sets. Uh, we know he's talented. You know, with Mike White there, there's more upside in the passing game. I'm just betting on the talent here as a stash pickup. He's available in, in a ton of leagues. Yeah. So the two more is, like you said, they're definitely perspective ads. It looks like Mike White, you know, he's a non-discriminating quarterback. He's happy to throw it to anybody. Um, where Zach Wilson, you know, he was targeting Garrett Wilson a little bit. Things really fell off after the game against the Patriots. But, you know, he wasn't throwing to Elijah Moore. And now Elijah Moore, you know, I'll take two catches and a touchdown for what we've seen from him. I know you said you have to be patient with these guys. You know, Elijah Moore, I can hear the people that drafted him saying, we've been patient. You know, it's week 13. <laughs> but I, there's no reason not to stash Elijah Moore with Mike White at quarterback because the offense looked good and it was in like a monsoon. You know, which I thought was pretty impressive, you know, for Mike White, at least coming in and having such a good passing game. And with Elijah Moore being a contributor, there's no reason not to pick him up. And then um, with Sky Moore, he's just an upside pickup. Like you said, he's going to be good when he gets that time, like you said. But right now, it's just a little shaky. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not sure if Kadarius Tony's going to to pan out. You know, you said he's day to day. That's like getting the spinning wheel of death for cursor you know <laughs> on the computer because you, you don't know what you're going to get is he going to start is he not going to start um we've seen that kind of thing happen before justin fields was day-to-day and he missed some time so there's no, i i would say with him getting the day-to-day designation early in the week i would say maybe Kadarius tony misses again this week we'll see how things pan i would out assume could tony misses practice. again this week yeah. like if i had to guess right now i'd say he misses this week yeah. I, I don't see him coming back this week but 
I think Sky Moore, he has the talent, you know, to turn into something. And, you know, we were both high on him coming into the year, uh, coming into the, him coming into the NFL. I think that he's going to be a, a good player. And with his opportunities, he's, he's looked good this season. I'm yeah. surprised that he hasn't come on more. You know, they have like guys like Justin Watson playing every single snap. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't stop saying more. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> can't Get stop. It. Fun. <laughs> yeah. He's you get it. doesn't come on more. That is funny. <laughs> but yeah. No, no, I, I'm hoping we see Scott Moore get some more opportunity. And it could happen, you know, with Kerry Stoney missing time. He looked good. Maybe Andy Reid draws up some more, you know, packages for him. But um, it's not like the receiving room in Kansas City is crowded with talent. I mean, they have Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster ahead of them. And both of them are good. But, you know, Sky Moore could definitely compete for some touches uh, moving forward. At number eight, I got Kyron Williams. Uh, we talked about him on uh, yesterday's podcast, right? His snap percentage went all the way up to 70%. You know, on a team without too many weapons, the hope is that he gets used in the pass game more. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, he, he is their passing down back. Uh, he also led the team in carries as well this past Sunday. Um, so usually I had running backs like this, like 70% of snaps, like if they're available in the waiver wire, ranked higher. But, the, you know, this offense is just a shit show right now. Like yeah. I, I'm taking a few upside shots, you know, before I pick up Kyron Williams, like Sky Moore and Elijah Moore. Uh, but, for example, like if I don't need a wide receiver, like I'm not picking up Mac Hollins before Kyron Williams. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even though that's where he is on the list. But yeah, no, I was gonna say like <laughs> yeah, like, I have Mike Mac Williams at Mike, I'm sorry, there's, I have Mac Allen's at five. Yeah, but it's like if I need a wide receiver. Yeah, but if I don't, nuance to it. Mm-hmm. then just go with Kyron Williams. I would say. Yeah, every team's gonna have needs. So if you need a running back, obviously the running backs are gonna be at the top of your waiver wire list. If you need wide receiver, you're gonna have the wide receivers at the top of your list. We talked about Kyron Williams. He's a player that doesn't suck on an offense that sucks. That's Damian Pierce type stuff, and we saw that kind of production. He actually looked better. And Damian Pierce has these last few weeks. Um, if Kyron Williams, like you said, could be getting 70% of snaps and a little bit of work in the passing game, that's enough to be rostered at this point, you know, because yeah. running backs are few and far between on the waiver wire. Um, only injuries make them really re- relevant. It's been a revolving door running back for the Rams the whole season. Um, it looks like Kyron Williams is going to be, you know, the most stable part of this backfield moving forward. He might have a grip, you know, on the starting job at least the majority of the touches, the rest of the way, because they don't have anyone else they want to turn to. Cam Akers has just been a flop. Daryl Henderson's out of the picture. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, they're missing so many guys. Somebody has to take the ball and move it downfield. It's going to be Kyron Williams, if anybody. I got no, I got Mike White here at number nine. You know, it's possible that he shines in this scheme. You know, we've seen a couple big ceiling games from him in the past. Um, you know, we also saw, saw some not-so-great days for him, and he got benched eventually. So, you know, he has weapons. You know, if you think, you know, if, if you've been streaming quarterbacks and you need one this week, I'd pick him up, start him this week against Minnesota. Great matchup. Um, but also there's a chance, like I said earlier, that, you know, he's good <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. Uh, so in the fantasy playoffs, um, you know, he has Detroit and Jacksonville at home. And he has then he has Seattle week 17 in Seattle. So that's not bad right there. You know what I'm that's saying? These are, these are these are matchups where, you know, he can have some big days so that's why if, if his receivers are healthy i think he could do some things and you know he could be a potential you know, he could take you to to fantasy championship you know as your quarterback you know if you have a, a solid team you know i wouldn't be surprised you know if he puts up decent numbers yeah i mean i saw a post somewhere i think it was nfl fantasy just the nfl fantasy account they said the league winners are out there somewhere and we gotta see who they're gonna be there could be mike white at this point you know it's you funny know. how he's come on and that matchup, those matchups that you just rattled off, you know, they sound really good. 
yeah. mean, that's assuming Mike White holds on to the job. We know Zach Wilson is there. I was surprised he didn't even dress for the game. <laughs> you know, I thought maybe they'd have him on the sideline. I didn't know it was a complete yeah. deactivation. No, so, yeah, it's a deactivation, and Flacco's the backup. Yeah. So, so that's, that's how it is at this yeah. point. I, I don't think unless Mike White has a disastrous game. I know. I mean, I know we saw him throw four picks last year in a game. Yeah. Um, but unless he has a disastrous game, Mike White should be starting, you know, the rest of the season, maybe assuming they don't go back to Zach Wilson. I don't think they have a reason to because Zach no. Wilson, his, his offensive production couldn't even it, it's not even close to matching what Mike White did, you know, <laughs> Seriously. Uh, just two you know, days I, ago. I think if Mike White ends up shit in the bed, I think Flacco's going to come in. Yeah, that's before. your best bet. Now I think it's as with Zach Wilson, you know, deactivated. It's going to be hot hand. Yeah. And Mike White. And, there's no reason for it to not be hot hand because sometimes you know just switching them in a lineup will give them a little bit of energy. We saw Mike White come in. He had a big game and he kind of cooled off. And then this year, you know, he came in. He had a big game. And we'll see if he cools off. I'm not sure that's going to happen though because they have a lot more playmakers now than they did um, last year at this time. And the offensive true. line has been pretty good for the Jets too. So they can that's keep true. him clean. He can do his thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got Darius Slayton at number 10. He's averaging 12 PPR fantasy points per game over his last seven games. So, again, another solid plug-and-play flex if you need one. Uh, Richie James uh, is also a potential in deep leagues as a PPR flex play out of the slot against Washington. He's not on, on this list. Our producers frantically looking for him. He's not here. Don't worry, Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, he's just another guy on the Giants that, you know, I think, you know, Washington has been lending up a, a, some points to slot wide receiver. So I figured I'd mention his name. Uh, just because of the fact that Wanda Robinson's out for the year, Richie James kind of took that spot in the in the slot. Um, and, you know, if you're in a, like a 14-team league, you might randomly – you need some random wide receivers to pick up. He's one of them. Yeah. Um, Slayton – Yeah, go ahead. He's, he's quietly been one of the quality wide receivers that the Giants have had. You know, he's quality. He's not, you know, super great. He's not bad. He's just a quality receiver that you can rely on, and that's the production we've seen out of him the past few weeks. There's really nobody else, like you said, Richie James. There's nobody else in this Giants passing game that's going to, you know, you know, really take any targets. So if they're throwing it, Darius Slayton's going to have enough targets to be to give you a nice floor each week. And he actually looked good. He mossed Anthony Brown, you know, so he has a little upside, I think, with his talent. He's more talented than anybody else on that Giants roster right now. Obviously, outside Wondell Robinson, who's injured and he's going to be missing the rest of the season. But with Daniel Jones at quarterback, the ceiling is never high. No. Benny Snell, have him here as a pickup at 11 in case Najee and Jalen Warren are out. I, I'd expect Schnell, Schnell, Schnell. I expect <laughs> Schnell, Schnell to share the backfield with Anthony uh, McFarland, but Snell was the 1A after Najee went out last night. Um, yeah. But we talked about that at length. Just in case Travis Etienne's injury causes him to miss a game, even though all signs are pointing towards him playing this week, it's better to, you know, maybe be on the side of caution and not let. So Michael Hasey just sit on the waiver wire. Um, you know, at the same time, we might see Daryl Henderson come in and share that workload a little bit. You know, they did sign him, you know, before last week. He was he was a healthy scratch, um, uh, probably because he just didn't know the offense. But uh, you know, Hasey's worth a pickup just in case. And I'll probably yeah. rank him as like an upside flex play. 
I don't think he'll be in my top 24 this week. And that's only if Travis Etienne misses. I mean, I don't, only I mean, if Travis Etienne misses. Yeah. I don't think Jermichael Hasty. There's not a whole lot of upside with this. It's more like you said, just in case, um, because we've seen players. You know, they're supposed to play. I think most notably, I think they were expecting Jamar Chase to play last week, and they exactly. did. Exactly. So exactly. these kind of things, they that they happens all the time. Yeah. So these kind of things, they can change on a dime right before game time too. Um, we saw injury things happen with the Bears quarterbacks, and it was a mix-up. Obviously, not many people were scrambling to pick up a Bears quarterback to start each week, but you never know with injuries, and we'll see how it goes. Um, just add him if you have the space. Exactly. Ty Johnson, I have him here at number 13. You know, Instead of two pass-catching running backs for the Jets, there might be just one primary pass-catching running back, most likely in Ty Johnson. We mentioned Mike White, 25% of target share, two running backs last week. We've seen him pepper his running backs in the past. So there's still a chance that happens this week. You know, tough Minnesota front. Um, it's possible that, you know, the Jets might look for their running backs more to supplement the run game. Um, so he's like yeah. a deep league play, I would say. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little opp- extra opportunity with Michael Carter out. But if you're desperate at a running back, like I think he is in play to start for you as a flex if Michael Carter's out this week. Yeah, this is a Jets takeover of the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah, I think this is our fourth Jets Dude, player on the waiver fourth wire. Fourth Jets player. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, well, that's the way it's been. You know, there's a bunch of turnover at the position. You know, the Jets have been hammered with injuries at running back this season. That's what you're going to get. And then the quarterback obviously is mixed up. Mike White looks like he's going to be a good option for these running backs. So there's no reason not to have him on the waiver wire. He's going to be the pass catching back, you know, assuming Michael Carter's out. I think that's you know, pretty much a given. And they've been yeah. using him oddly, you know, these past few weeks anyway, you know, even over like James Robinson, which is a yeah. little confusing. Uh, mm-hmm. You said a couple of weeks ago, you said the past couple of weeks that we've been seeing too much of Ty Johnson. He didn't, <laughs> really he didn't have. look bad. He didn't no. look bad. But when you have the other talent in the backfield, yeah, you're wondering exactly. why he's playing. But it looks like he might be in line for a little bit more of an increased workload. And the offense, you know, if they, if they can be anything close to what we saw, you know, it's going to be fancy conducive enough for him to be, um, a starter. I don't think you're going to be starting him at any of your running back slots. I think flex is where I'd start him. That's the way it is with a lot of these waiver wire guys, but you know, he should be in line for some receiving work that will make him relevant. It's a safer floor than it was these past few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jordan Mason, I have him here at number 14. You know, this really comes down to, you know, he's the next running back up behind Christian McCaffrey, so it makes sense to stash the guy who will likely get either, you know, work with McCaffrey while he deals with his knee irritation or just treat him as a stash in case anything happens to CMC and his knee issues get worse, right? No Elijah yep. Mitchell for the rest of the fantasy season. They traded away Jeff Wilson, so Mason's next up. Yeah, and that's what it is. This is like double duty with Jordan Mason, like you said, because he's going to be you know, backing up Christian McCaffrey pretty much the rest of the season um, if he plays. And if Christian McCaffrey doesn't, if he ends up missing time, you know, he's a running back in a 49er scheme. He should be good. <laughs> you know, we've seen running backs do really well. Um, the way the schemes that they run. So I, I think Jordan Mason, he's a decent pickup. I'm not starting him if Christian McCaffrey plays, but um, you know, if anything would happen, if Christian McCaffrey misses some time, that's the only reason I could see him going in the lineups this week and moving forward. Sorry. I got Van Jefferson at 15 here. Do you think he's a little bit low? He had a 29% target share last week. I'm just afraid of this offense, dude. Like, the I don't know what Bryce bad. Perkins is going to do. Yeah. You know, he did get almost a 30% target share. He did catch a touchdown this past week. Uh, it seems like he's their number one wide receiver for the rest of the year with A-Rob out, Cooper Cup out. Yeah. Like, should he be ranked a little bit higher? Um, 
Or maybe no? <laughs> a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> I, I see your hesitation. Like, uh, go if we could go back to the first slide quick to just see what other wide receivers we have on the waiver wire. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, I'm not sure I'd put him over any other receivers. I mean, Darius Slayton. No, I wouldn't put him over Darius Slayton. Um, Elijah Moore, Sky Moore. Their perspective ads. If you want someone to fill in right now and start for you, I, I would take him over Sky Moore and Elijah Moore. Um, right. Mac Collins. Makes sense. I would I would take Mac Collins over him. So yeah. I don't think he's too low. I think he's right about where he should be. But um, this offense is bad. And as bad as the offense was, Bryce Perkins filled in admirably. You know, he's an undrafted free agent. He did what he could um, with very limited weapons. If anybody's going to be catching the ball, I'm feeling like it's going to be Van Jefferson. I mean, Ben Skoranek, not much of a factor at all. So I, I think that you can pick him up, start him as a flex at best. And if he does better for you, you know, good. It wasn't like a bad matchup against the Chiefs either. Their defense isn't fantastic. So I wouldn't expect much from him. But, you know, if, if it ends up – you have nothing to lose picking up Van Jefferson. He ends up, you know, producing nine or ten points, a solid floor like Dominic Peoples-Jones, you know, you're not going to be upset. We just got a notification from Tom Pellicera. Tweeted that Josh Jacobs is not expected to practice much this week, um, you know, if at all, because of the calf strain. Um, he'll get around-the-clock treatment in hopes of playing Sunday against the Chargers. What does that mean to you? So that sounds like it's a little bit worse than, you know, we originally hoped. It didn't look like um, – it, it didn't look bad on that 86-yard touchdown run last week. It did but not. We'll, we'll see. Um, I think he'll play. Even though yeah. it looks bad, I think he'll play. If he doesn't, I would be surprised. I don't know. Is Amir Abdullah the pickup there? I don't know, man. Because Amir like, Abdullah might not, you know, yeah, I, I can see Amir, Amir Abdullah, you know, his value going up. But I would have to think that, you know, Zamir White, you know, will, will be the early down guy, you know, moving forward. You know, he's looked good in the preseason. He looked good in the few touches that he had uh, on Sunday. If I were to pick up anybody, I think it would be Zamir White. Um, right. And I, I would pick him up, you know, as somebody that either, n- number one, you know, he either – starts for Jacobs this week if Jacobs misses the game or two you know you keep him on your roster while Jacobs plays the Chargers because you know and plus they're playing the Chargers right so you want the yeah. guy who's going to be running the ball against them which is going to be Zamir White if Jacobs misses yeah so that's kind of how I'm playing it if Zamir might if if Josh Jacobs does play there's there's still a risk that he ends up aggravating that calf and then you have Zamir White on your roster so right. I'm still wa- I still want to kind of pick him up. Uh, and I think Amir Abdullah is probably also a legit pickup. So let's slide Zamir White. Let's see. Where would I slide him? I'll probably slide him above Kyron Williams. Maybe actually. Yeah, right. Um, probably yeah. around that spot right there. If you really, you know, if you're looking for the most upside, that's probably where I would do it. Above Kyron Williams, right below Lodge and Sky Moore. I mean, even, you know. Even above Sky Moore, I'm okay with. Uh, even above yeah. like Elijah Moore, I'm okay with it there. Um, the thing is, this is a very early report, so there's a chance, you know, we don't have to worry about this at all if Josh Jacobs plays. But sure, it's just since we we got to put our claims today. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think he should be picked up definitely. Um, and then I would put Amir Abdullah right under him. I would say, like maybe you know, maybe after Mike White, maybe. Or maybe Kyron maybe. Williams, something like that, around that same range. But yeah, yeah, both these guys end up and should be picked up, um, you know, just in case, just in case. Yeah. All right. So we got uh, who else do we have here? We got Nico Collins at number sixteen. 
Uh, you know, he got a decent target share this past week. We got a new quarterback in Houston. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, are is are they really gonna play better? They're like, is Nico Collins really gonna be any better than he was? You know, no. 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 But the offense you know, he's, is bad. The offense is bad, but you know, he is getting targets and you know, he, he's not like he's not putting up any points. You know, ten he's had, you know, ten PPR fantasy points, over ten PPR fantasy points each of the last three weeks. Well, not nine point eight against Washington, but you get the points. Nine yeah. targets last week, seven targets the week before, ten targets the week before that, at least five catches uh each of the last three weeks. So, you know, there's a little bit of room there. Cleveland is a decent matchup, you know, on up for perimeter wide receivers. So I'm I'm cool rolling him out there as a flex this week. Streamer wide receiver if you need one. Tyler Algier, you know, he's splitting this role 50-50 with Cordero Patterson. The only difference is that Patterson is running more routes than Algier, but in terms of the run game, these two are splitting things very evenly, and it's been like that over the last few weeks. Um, yeah. And it doesn't look like it's going to change because we've had we've had multiple weeks now where the carries are and the snaps on early downs have been pretty much right up the middle. Yeah, right up the middle, you know, says it exactly. They both had 11 carries. So that's what, that's what you're going to see for the rest of the season. Tyler Algier, he doesn't have the receiving upside, but he looks good running, you know. I don't think he's ever going to surpass Cordero Patterson's usage. Um, obviously, they like Cordero Patterson in Atlanta, and they're giving him the touches. But Tyler Algier, I want to say he's worth a start. Um, his his workload is very limited. It's limited to just carries, though. That's the only problem. So right. his weighted opportunities are going to, be, going to be very high, and that doesn't translate well. You know, he had 54 yards. He might have looked good doing it on 11 carries, but it only amounts to five points. I'm not starting him, but you should definitely have him on your bench. Just in I case would say, to you know, Patterson. if you don't need to start this week, you know, you might not want to pick him up. He had they have Pittsburgh, which is a tough uh, rushing defense this week, yeah. and then they have a bye in week 14. So just keep that in mind. You you might not want a roster clogger uh, for the next two weeks, but you know, if Patterson were to get hurt or anything like that, you know, Algier, I think, can you know, we saw this backfield kind of become a little bit of a mess be- without Patterson. However, I think LG is a pretty good running back. If Patterson wouldn't get hurt again, if that ever were to happen, I think Algier could actually get more of a workload than he's got in the past. Yeah. Um, you talk about but, him maybe being a roster clogger. Yeah. These next two weeks, I think there's a good possible. chance. There's a good chance. Assuming this next game plays out, how we're expecting it to, it's similar to the way it's played out the past few weeks. I think there's a good chance. He's still on the waiver wire in two weeks. So, yeah, I agree. Um, Foster Moreau. You know, he caught a touchdown last week. He ran about on 95% of dropbacks this past week, uh, 19% target share. So, you know, if you need a tight end, he's one of the best tight end pickups that you can you can get right now, pretty much. Yeah. And if he's available in your waiver wire, he probably shouldn't be available in your waiver wire. But if he is, I mean, he is rostered in less than 50, 50% of leagues. So he should definitely be picked up moving forward. And you can start him as a tight end one moving forward. Yeah, definitely against Chargers too. Uh, I think yes. that's... Definitely a good, good matchup for you. Good call. And Alexander Madison, I have him here only because, you know, he is a, uh, you know, he's Handcuff. just one of the best handcuffs available in a ton of leagues for Dalvin Cook. If Dalvin Cook were to get hurt, Madison becomes, you know, top seven or eight play at the position, especially considering yeah. that the offense is rolling. Um, yeah, is. Alexander yeah. Madison, he's another guy that we should kind of just have, you know, with the house on the ground. Yeah, with the he's house. been here the he's, whole week. Yes. No, not the whole season, not the whole week. Of course, he's been here the whole week. For two days. In. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got Zay Jones at 20. Like, he had a really good week this past week. Um, you know, Christian Kirk was quiet. 
but you know Zay Jones ended up doing his thing, and I think it was because Marlon Humphrey moved into the slot this past week. I'm gonna let me double check that for you guys. I know all the nerds, uh, fellow nerds, you know, are one is wondering like what happened to Christian Kirk this week, man? Like, isn't the slot supposed to be pretty good? I yeah. think Marlon Humphrey moved inside this past week. Let's see. Yes, he did. Marlon Humphrey hit uh, out of all of his coverage snaps. Uh, oops. Marlon Humphrey ran, yep, 33 of his 35 coverage snaps where it was in the slot. Uh, so that means that he was covering Christian Kirk in this game. Um, yeah. He played a lot in the slot the week before, too. So keep that in mind. And that's probably why Zay Jones was able to do his thing on the outside because no Marlon Humphrey there. So that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, it is funny because Zay Jones, it's just these games where he gets such high target share and he doesn't score a touchdown. I mean, he had the two-point conversion, but that's just been the way his – career in Jacksonville is gone, you know, so far. He goes nine targets, then four targets, and 11 and eight, then five, 10, <laughs> then three and five, and now 10 and 14 back to back. He's going to have Jones two day, targets this week. Yeah. If it's a Zay Jones day, if it's a Zay Jones day, it's a Zay Jones day. That's if the it's way a Zay it Jones day, you're definitely not starting him. That's for sure. Uh, because yeah. you will not know when to start him. Like in no. games where like he was supposed to do well, you know. He didn't. And in games he, like Baltimore, where he wasn't supposed to do well, he absolutely goes bananas. Yeah. When he's got Detroit, like you said, on deck. So Detroit, the, Tennessee, it, not bad. No, not bad. So Detroit, I, I'd be happier if I have to. I'd be happy starting Zay Jones out of flex. I have to. There you because go. it's a good matchup. And Trevor Lawrence looked really good. You know, granted, they're still way out of playoff contention and the team isn't good yet. But Trevor Lawrence looked a lot closer to what he looked like in college than he has in the NFL so far. He definitely has. He definitely has. Um, I, I do want to talk about, since we have a little bit of time here, I do want to talk about a couple of quarterback streamers this week. I'm looking at this. This week is a little bit tough. You know, I think Jared Goff, you know, against, I, I would say Jared Goff and Trevor Lawrence can both be started against each other yeah. this week. That matchup could be a high scoring one. Um, I'm okay starting both of those guys this week. I'd rather start Trevor Lawrence because um, he's been he's been getting it done, and so yep. I feel like Trevor Lawrence, you know, is a solid, you know, maybe borderline QB one this week against the Lions. Could um, be. Are you saying Deshaun Watson this week against the Texans? Yeah, you have to. If you've had you? him, if you've had him sitting on your bench the whole time, there's a good chance a lot of people have done that. Where are you ranking him? The this week? Ranking him as a, well, we'll find out tomorrow because tomorrow's our quarterback ranking show. But are you ranking yeah. him in the top 10? I'd probably say 11 or 12. Okay. I, I have to low look at low end QB1. Low end QB1. Yeah. And I think that that's, I don't want to call it ranking conservatively. I think that's where he's going to finish. Yeah. Because usually if he had a couple of weeks under his belt and he was, you know, back in the groove of things and he's going against the Texans, I'd say, yeah, okay, he might be high end QB1. We'll see how he plays. But I think low on QB1 is a realistic, realistic expectation. For that's that's probably where I'll have him ranked, too. Um, I have Daniel Jones as a solid. I would say he's a back-end QB1 this week against Washington at home. Um, he's been getting it done for you for the most part. You know, didn't have right. an amazing game last week in a tough matchup. But he got he was solid. Still still had like 15 points in, in standard you know, quarterback scoring. Um, what, what do you think of Jordan Love if he plays against the Bears? I don't know what, I don't know what the feel is, man. Like, I can't. I can't really, you know, tell like what is going to happen in that game against the Bears. Like, you know, are they just going to run the ball a ton? Are they going to let him air it out? He has the weapons, but you know, the Bears 
you know, I don't know. They just got uh, torched I, I by Mike White. Ha- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably have him ranked as like a you know top twenty quarterback, but I don't think I can rank have him ranked like top fifteen or anything like that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what to expect from him either, but that's kind of intriguing considering the way he played. Obviously, it was only what like a drive or two um, last week. Yeah, against the Eagles. There is some but, intrigue. There is some intrigue for sure. Yeah, he. he um, it, are you picking him up in the one quarterback league? Not in a one quarterback league. In a two okay. quarterback league, why not? But, of course, well, two but you have to. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, that's 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 good to that's good to note. I mean, like, so someone to kind of keep an eye on, right? Yeah. Um, I you know, uh, let's see who else. Ryan, T- dude, Ryan Tannehill has been passing the ball more, and against the Eagles, like I have a feeling it's one of those games, like one of those games where Ryan Tannehill ends up going, you know, doing his thing. But yeah. over the last three games, nineteen points, twenty points, twelve points last week against Cincinnati, you know, he he does things randomly, like he can ha- give you a five point game as well, and it's yep. in Philly, you know, it gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah, he, he's a stream. He's been a streamer the whole season, and his production doesn't really say streamer, but he is in total points. A high end QB three right now. Which so is weird, man. He's so up he, and down. He looks good sometimes, and at other times he doesn't. And he gets away with it because of Derrick Henry sometimes. So <laughs> Yeah. Um I, I like I like Jimmy G this week at home against the Dolphins. Uh that could be a high scoring game. Um and I think that's really it. I, I don't love a lot of these other streaming quarterbacks, to be honest with you. Andy Dalton, you know, in Tampa, I'm okay, I'm okay with it. You know, I don't love it. Um but, you know, he's it's possible that, you know, you could probably rank him as like a top 16, 17 quarterback this week. Yeah, I think so. that's it. That's all we got, guys. Just wanted to kind of throw some QB streams at you at the end of this episode. Um, hopefully you guys can get who you want on the waiver wire tonight. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with our quarterback ranking show, running back rankings in that show as well. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Take yep. it easy. Later.